Welcome to the Enjoying Pregnancy, Birth, and Babies podcast. I am Sheridan, and I have been a childbirth educator and birth doula since 2006. I am so happy that you are here today. I want you to know that you can get access to two wonderful freebies when you sign up for my newsletter at enjoybirth.com. First, I have the wonderful Know Your Options childbirth course that's completely online and immediately accessible, and also a free ebook called The Top Three Tips to Enjoy Birth. I'm so excited to share these great resources with you. Just hop on over to enjoybirth.com to sign up for the newsletter and you can get instant access. Also know that you can follow me on Instagram at enjoybirth. Today, I'm going to share the birth story of Bryson. And this is my birth story of my third baby. And it's actually what inspired me to become a birth doula and a hypnobabies instructor. So I'm so excited to share this story with you today. I had a lot of pre-birthing time before I actually gave birth to Bryson. Saturday night, October 15th, I was awake a lot throughout the night with pressure waves. I ended up not going to church the next day and just trying to rest on Sunday. Of course, everything slowed down during the day. Sunday night, I had more of the same thing. It was kind of irritating, but easy to handle. Monday, I had a doctor appointment, and I was at 4 centimeters, and Dr. Kaminskis stripped my membranes, and we scheduled an induction for Wednesday. I was over 41 weeks, and because of my bishop score, we knew an induction would most likely be successful. I was a VBAC mom, so she was not going to do Pitocin or anything like that, but I'd come in, and she would break my water, and we'd see what would happen. Monday afternoon and evening, I was so tired. I rested while Rob put the boys to bed. I tried to sleep, but I couldn't until around 9. I was awoken around 1 a.m. with pressure waves. They were crampy, nothing horrible, but definitely enough to wake me up when I was sleeping. So I finally got up and sat on the couch and listened to my hypnobabies. I found that if I was doing my hypnobabies that the pressure waves didn't bother me as much because I could tell they were coming and just relax through them. But when I went back to bed, they would shock me awake. The pressure waves were coming every five to seven minutes for about three hours, but there was a big rainstorm outside and I didn't want to wake everyone up when I could tell that it would definitely still be a while. I decided I would go into the hospital after we got Devin off to school. I didn't want Devin to know we were going to the hospital in case it was a false alarm. He would get mad at me each day when I picked him up from school that the baby wasn't born yet, so I could only imagine how mad he would get if he actually knew we were going to the hospital and the baby didn't come. So after a long night and a grumpy morning, Rob finally got Devin off to school I dropped Carson off at Jen's house, and everyone was irritating me. I just wanted to be alone. I did some more hypnosis on the couch. My pressure waves had spread out every 10 minutes again, so I was getting frustrated about that. I was fine and tempted not to go in. I had called Allison, who is my doula, to let her know what was going on. She called back around 10.30 and said I should just go into the hospital, and they would let me stay, and I didn't need another sleepless night before I gave birth. I really did want to go in, and it helped to have Allison back me up on that. Once I decided I wanted to go, I was ready. Rob wanted to finish up an email for work, which was taking him forever, and I got really mad at him because I was hungry and I wanted an Egg McMuffin from McDonald's, but we would never get there in time. So I made an omelet instead. Then we also got a Happy Meal as we drove to the hospital. This was definitely something that I had a lot when I was pregnant with Bryson. I don't know why because I don't really like McDonald's, but when I was pregnant with him, I had a Happy Meal quite a few times each week. So 
Who knows? I wasn't as grumpy after I ate, and I was pretty hungry and really wanted to have some protein before I got to the hospital. I had also packed snacks but wanted something substantial. Again, I don't know if a hamburger from McDonald's counts, but it definitely sounded good at the time. When we got to labor and delivery, we went into the triage room. Penny was my nurse. She got me hooked onto the monitors, and the baby looked good, and they were picking up my pressure waves. I had to focus to stay relaxed through them. The nurse checked me around noon, and I was at five centimeters with a bulging bag of water, so I would get to stay. Hooray! We called Allison and Jen. Jen was my friend in charge of the boys, and Rob was so excited that Allison was coming to support me and him. By one o'clock, we were settled into our room. I got a new nurse. I think her name was Julia. She was very nice and supportive of our hypnobabies' plans. She would whisper when she was in the room and just stayed away as much as possible. She would only come back in to adjust the monitors if the baby slipped off or if my pressure waves were looking weird. I was continuously monitored because I was having a VBAC. However, we were lucky because the hospital had telemetric monitoring, so I was able to walk around the hallway, rock on the chair, sit on my ball, etc. I did move around a lot because it seemed like if I was just sitting down, the pressure waves slowed down. So I walked a lot and just was moving. But the pressure waves weren't very regular. There were lots of little ones and a big one here or there. They were totally manageable. They were sometimes a little bit crampy, nothing worse than a menstrual cramp. I was listening to my birthing day affirmations during this time and was chatty with Rob and Allison between the pressure waves. I think now this was one reason why they were crampy. I wasn't totally just using my hypnosis and focusing. Rather, I would just say peace, peace, peace to get through each pressure wave, and that would help. But I don't know that I was just fully relaxed and centered and focused. But I was fine with that. I was very happy. I knew that my doctor would be coming back around 5 o'clock to check on me, so around 3 or 3.30, I said I wanted to lie down and listen to my birth guide and see what was happening. So this was a special MP3 just for my birthing time. Lying down was definitely the easiest way for me to relax. I had never gotten good at practicing hypnosis in any other position, so I just lay down and told Allison to tell me when it was 4.30 so that I could get checked and decide what we wanted to do. I was able to focus, and I'd use my finger drop to stay calm during my pressure waves. Each one was still a little crampy, but nothing too difficult. The thing that did help was to whisper my hypnosis cue, peace, peace, peace. This was the only way that Rob and Allison knew I was having a pressure wave, unless they were looking at the monitor, which Rob loved to do. Somehow men just love looking at the electronics, and that's okay. So he would love to look at that and see what was going on. And then in the birthing guide CD, it would remind me to have my partner touch my shoulder and say relax at the beginning of a pressure wave. So I had Allison and Rob start doing that, and it really helped. The pressure waves started getting into a more regular pattern, and they were actually easier to deal with as they came more regularly. And I think part of it was also I was just finally really using my hypnosis to its full potential. My doctor came in at 4.30. She had been next door delivering a baby. Apparently, that woman was very loud. The nurse apologized for the noise. I hadn't actually heard anything. I assumed that we just couldn't hear it in our room, but Rob and Allison had heard it and had wondered if I was hearing it too. But I was so into my hypnosis that I didn't really hear anything that I didn't want to. I was very focused on using the birthing day MP3. 
I decided to have Dr. K check me again. I was still at five centimeters and my bag of water was still bulging. So I decided to have her break my water. I was a little nervous because when my water got broken with Carson, my second son, that's when it started to get really intense. And I was worried that might happen again. So during my practicing when I was pregnant, um, listening to the fear release MP3, I had focused more on my first baby's birth because that was a scary situation. He was an emergency cesarean, whereas Carson's birth was so wonderful compared to Devin's. I didn't really think about what issues it would raise during my this third birth. So being nervous about having my water broken was one of those issues. However, I just decided to go for it and know it would work out how it needed to. When my doctor broke my water, it gushed and gushed and gushed and just flooded the bed. Then I wanted to get up so the baby could just settle down on the cervix and, you know, put pressure on the cervix. So they put two big pads on the floor and I stood up and it just gushed and gushed some more. There was just a lot of fluid in there. So my hypnobabies was working great. Um, That birth guide mp3 was amazing and it really it was crazy it seemed to be that it would be saying exactly what I needed to hear when I needed to hear it either during or right before I had my water broken I heard in my ears when your water releases you will feel a rush of anesthesia it was perfect timing and it totally worked after my water was broken the pressure waves were no longer crampy it was just pressure and I think before maybe with all the water they weren't pressure waves weren't able to be as effective because it was like so squishy in there maybe I have no idea but once my water is broken my pressure waves were able to work effectively and open the cervix more easily and they were more comfortable they were still super intense and I had to focus through them but they didn't hurt they almost felt good I just know that before my water broke I felt that the pressure waves were crampy and after my water broke I didn't have any kind of pain associated with them at all. It was so great having my birth doula there. She encouraged me to try a lot of different positions. I stood up through some pressure waves and that I sat on the birth ball for a while. I was focused and fine, better than before. Time started moving faster, I think because my body knew this was it. Rob left to get a quick bite to eat. I wouldn't have even known that if Allison didn't tell me. I was so happy relaxing on my birth ball, totally in my own world, in my birthing zone. I moved to the rocking chair for a while. Whenever I switched to a new position, sometimes the pressure waves would get really intense, those first one or two, but Allison was great with this. She would say, let's stay here for two pressure waves and see how it goes. My body would always adjust and I would be able to really relax again. So this was one great reason to have a doula. I think... Rob would have picked up on my nervousness at the intensity change with each new position and gotten nervous himself, whereas Allison was very calm and reassuring, which helped me to stay calm. At some point before I got into bed, I was starting to feel some pressure in my bottom, and this made me nervous. Again, this was another fear that had cropped up from Carson's birth, because with him, I started feeling that around seven centimeters and was, quote-unquote, stuck there for three hours, so it was... It kind of made me lose focus and was was stressful. So when I started to feel that again, I got nervous. So what happened is around 6 p.m. I moved back to the bed and transformation was really starting then. I could tell I needed to be able to completely relax and I couldn't do that in the rocking chair or on the ball. So again, in the bed, 
I was able to do that. With that change in position, things got really intense and I started to get overwhelmed. Allison helped me to stay calm and focused. She wasn't freaked out by it, and I don't know if Rob was freaked out at that point. I started saying peace, peace, peace really loudly instead of just whispering it. And later in watching the video, I realized I wasn't saying loudly according to anyone else. It's just I was saying out loud instead of whispering. You can actually watch my birth video if you want on YouTube, and I'll share a link in the show notes. I was still able to stay relaxed through the pressure waves, but it took tremendous focus. It was easy to completely relax between them, and I just really loved that birthing time MP3. It was perfect. The timing continued to be great on everything that I heard. Around 6.30, I started wanting to push and asked to be checked. The nurse checked me, and I was mm, 8 to 9 centimeters. It is funny because at that point, I made a mental note, it's too late for an epidural now. It was a good mental shift for me. It wasn't that I wanted an epidural, but just knowing I had no choice was helpful for me to keep on going. Relief from all the focusing work was not even an option. I was so happy that I had progressed, and it was probably just a lingering fear from my previous birth. So I now felt like I was yelling peace, 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 and open, open, open through each pressure wave. Again, no one else thought that I was yelling that at all, but it sounded like it to me. And even if I was, it's no problem. It's okay to yell or make noise during a birth. The pressure waves felt very close to me, like meaning they were coming really quickly, but I had no idea. Time was just so weird and things seemed so fast and so slow at the same time. It was like time didn't exist. Overall, time was actually speeding by. I had no idea how much time had passed since my water was broken, and nor did I actually care. I started involuntarily pushing a little bit. My body just needed to. A new doctor was on call, and she checked me and said I had just a little lip, so I shouldn't just push fully yet. And this was the hardest part of my birth. It's because my body needed and wanted to push, but I I was trying to fight that urge. So again, thank goodness for Allison because she kept me focused and was able to convince me as much as possible not to push. So through a number of pressure waves, I just tried panting or blowing instead. Allison had me blow with her, which helped give me something to focus on. Sometimes I would push. I just couldn't not push. I would yell, open, 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 and I was just done. I felt like I couldn't do it anymore. Again, I was comfortable. It was just intense. I think I had to blow through about six or seven pressure waves. After about four, I said, I can't do this anymore. Allison looked at me and said, let's do two more pressure waves and then you can get checked again. I agreed to that. Two more. Two more. I can do that. And again, I was still easily relaxing between pressure waves and it was just hard to fight that urge to push. Honestly, now years later, having been a doula for years, I maybe would have just gone ahead and pushed a little bit with each one. I don't know. But whatever. That's what I did at the time. It worked out. Then I heard Allison telling the nurse that if she still has a lip, let's get her on her hands and knees. I remember thinking, what a great idea. But I know on my own, I would never have been able to think of that and verbalize it and implement it on my own. I wouldn't have been able to ask for help to do it. I was too focused on getting through things. And I don't know if Rob would have been able to do that either. Hence, another benefit of a doula, just knowing she was on my side and would help me get rid of that cervical lip if it wasn't gone helped so much. By this point, Rob was freaking out a little bit. He had started videotaping things. 
And this is a note to others. Maybe don't have your birth partner be in charge of videotaping things. Because the look on his face was one of concern or trepidation. I wish I had a picture of his face. Um, I He was feeling bad that I was struggling, not pushing. And just that look on his face was kind of, eh. Whereas Allison had this look of, wow, it's so great to be here on her face. So I just focused on her face instead. Luckily, the lip was gone after those two pressure waves. I was so glad to start pushing. The nurse said, stop, we need the doctor here and we need to break the bed down. And I was like, whatever people, I am pushing. I don't care if a doctor is here or not. I didn't say that, but I definitely thought it. It was now okay to push, so I was pushing. I was a yeller, grunter kind of pusher and it felt so powerful. I didn't really choose to do anything, it just happened. I would try to remember to like breathe the baby out, but my body just wouldn't have that. Between pressure waves, I would sometimes be like breathing the baby down. But during pushes, I just pushed. I was nervous that it might hurt while pushing, but I didn't feel any pain during this part. Pressure, yes, and I could feel the baby moving down and the stretching, but it all felt good. It felt like it was supposed to, like it was normal. I remember my doctor making some kind of comment like, you will feel a lot of pain, the ring of fire, and I'll need you to listen and stop pushing when I say. I remember thinking, I haven't felt pain yet, so why should I now? I just bounced her comment right off of my bubble of peace, which is something you create in hypnobabies, and I didn't feel any pain. Our minds are really amazing. At some point, I reached down and felt the baby's head, and Allison asked if I wanted a mirror. I didn't. I didn't need anything to help make it more real for me. My body knew exactly what to do. With Carson, I needed a mirror to help me focus on what I was doing because I couldn't feel anything. I had gotten an epidural with him and seeing his head in the mirror kind of gave me that impetus to push and like knew where to focus to push. However, this time, without an epidural, I needed nothing to help me focus. My body took over. It was interesting because I wasn't even really thinking of the baby very much at this point or even why I was pushing. It was all just happening on its own. My body mind and spirit were just so connected. It was just all happening. I had taken off the headphones at some point and I don't know, between pressure waves, I was still completely relaxed. I looked like I was sleeping. I totally rest. I was really just resting and gathering strength between pushes and probably one or two pushes before he came out. I remembered I was actually having a baby. Like, I was like, wait, I know why I'm doing this. I started reminding people of things. I told the doctor, I don't want his cord cut until it stops beating. Rob gets to cut the cord. The nursery lady was there getting the bed warmed up. I told her, I don't want the baby taken away from me. He's to be put on my stomach. Like, I started directing people of what I wanted. I only pushed for 10 to 12 minutes. And then the nurse said, with the next pressure wave, I think he can be born. So I just pushed. Like, I'm ready for him to come out. And suddenly I felt his head come out. And that was amazing. They suctioned his nose and then a little bit more pushing and his body was coming out. And wow, that was the most incredible feeling ever. Just feeling him slide out. And then there he was being lifted onto my stomach. He was a little bit tangled in his cord, but the doctor unwrapped him easily. And then there he was on top of me. It was astonishing. I had a baby. It was unbelievable that he was in me, and now he was here. I was overwhelmed with the feeling of, I did it. I can't believe I did it. The nursery nurse rubbed him a little bit with some blankets, and he started crying. And then she just covered us up and left him alone. 
He was born at 6.59, right at shift change. So the new nursery nurse came in and introduced herself and just took his temperature and then just left and said, call us when we're ready. I just enjoyed getting to know him. I remember feeling the placenta being born, but I didn't need Pitocin or anything. Um, My doula was so impressed with how hands-off the doctor was for the whole birth. And I just reveled in my baby and his beautiful birth. This is what I wrote about it later that night in my journal. That was amazing, beautiful, a miracle, everything I wanted and more. I feel so empowered that I gave birth completely unmedicated to a healthy nine-pound baby boy. He came straight from inside me onto my chest, where he stayed undisturbed for over an hour. The first 20 minutes or so, his eyes stayed closed, and he just hung out, snuggled to my chest. Then he started rooting around. Someone helped me get him latched on. It's funny how you forget to do these things. He has a strong suck, and he went to town. Then slowly he started opening his eyes, looking around at the world, at me, his mom. It was honestly almost surprising to see a baby laying on me. I actually have another baby of my own. I am so blessed. He looks like his own little person. I'm so glad that Allison there was at my birth. I would never have another baby without a doula, and I don't think Rob would either. I think every woman should have a doula with her during their birthing time. Bryson's birth was everything I wanted. I couldn't ask for more. I have three healthy boys, a great husband, and another beautiful birthing day. The best of all three. So how long was my birthing time? If I count from Monday night at 1 a.m., then 18 hours. But I think from 1 a.m. until they broke my water was really more just prodermal or like early birthing time. So if you count until 4.30 until 7 p.m., it was two hours. I mean, I guess two and a half hours. Um, I pushed with Carson for almost three hours. So in comparison, this was speedy. That's what Rob kept commenting on. It went so fast. I am so grateful that I used HypnoBabies for this birth. It prepared me in so many different ways. I was more informed than with any other birth. I was able to plan ahead for what I wanted and ask for it. I had tools, and my husband and doula had tools to help me have an enjoyable birthing day. I wish every mother knew about how hypnosis can empower them in childbirth. I wish for happy, comfortable, empowering, and enjoyable births for everyone. So that's my birthing story of Bryson, and I wrote that years ago. He's now 15, and I wrote it before I ever became a HypnoBabies instructor or doula. But you can see how it was revolutionary and how it really did change my life. So again, I'm grateful to be able to have this podcast and share these inspiring messages to pregnant moms everywhere. Thanks for listening today, and please take a moment to share this podcast with your friends who might also be expecting. Remember, you can hop over to enjoybirth.com, get access to the Know Your Options childbirth course, my free ebook. Also, you can get a coupon for 15% off HypnoBabies products in my newsletter as well. Enjoy! Enjoy!